When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. North Shore Drive podcast time. The Steelers get a W, 34-11 over the Cincinnati Bengals. I break that down. I'm Chris, your host, Chris Carter, here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I break that down with Ray Fittipato. We were both on hand to see all of it in the locker room and at the podium talking to Mike Tomlin and other Steelers players. We'll break down everything from Mason Rudolph to this defense finding a way to, to play very well despite missing half of its starters. And what did this team do to respond in such a way all that and hearing more on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Let's get into it. You are now listening to the North Shore Drive podcast, a show on all things Pittsburgh sports from the writers of the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, hosted by Christopher Carter. Hello, welcome to the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. I'm your host, Chris Carter, here with Ray Fittipato. We both write at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette, post-gazette.com for all of our coverage uh, on the written end. Find this show and all of our shows from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette on your favorite podcasting apps and on YouTube. Like this video if you enjoy it. Subscribe to this channel to get all of our daily content that comes out from all of our all of our uh, writers here at the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Also, we want to say a Merry Christmas. Uh, you're probably watching this on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day, but... Uh, shout out to everyone out there. Hope that you're enjoying the holidays. And thank you for spending some time of your holidays enjoying with us. And Ray, uh, the city of Pittsburgh got a Merry Christmas present in a win from Mason Rudolph. All the Rudolph the Reindeer puns were firing off all night as he went ballistic for the Steelers in, in, in this game. Maybe the, the, the most complete performance we have seen by a Steelers quarterback since Ben Roethlisberger uh, in this in this game. He played fantastic uh, from start to finish, 17 of 27, 290 yards, two touchdowns, no interception, a passer rating of 124 to lead the Steelers with 34 points in, in this game. What did you see from Mason that led to such a performance? I just thought he was really comfortable, Chris. You know, second snap of the game, uh, throws a perfect uh, ball to George Pickens, catches it in stride, and Boom, you know, we're off and running. That was the longest play in the NFL this entire season. Wow. 86 yards, longest play um, from scrimmage. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, and, and you saw it later on too on on the 66-yarder. You know, he had confidence to throw to Pickens and his other receivers in one-on-one -on -one situations. And, and the Bengals were giving the Steelers plenty of those opportunities. There was another – uh, pass attempt early in that game to Calvin Austin probably should have been pass interference on Mike Hilton. Um, that ball was broken up, but that just showed the willingness for Mason to throw the ball deep down the field. You know, I, I don't think he was prolific, you know, 17 completions, um, but he was connecting on those deep balls. And when you connect on those deep balls and you get big plays early, that tends to uh, uh, back off the defense. And I, I think we saw that throughout the game. The Bengals were constantly on their heels. They didn't know where the ball was going, and I thought that was really key for that Steelers offense. I, I thought it was key, too. 
Uh, and like like you said, I don't think Mason Rudolph lit it up, but he he gave you efficiency. He moved yeah. the way, he took what was there. We even asked him after the game in the Steelers lock or the Steelers at the Steelers podium, and <laughs> you know we, we point we asked him like you know Pat Fryermuth was a guy who the last time that they played this Tuesday played had 120 receiving yards, crushed the Bengals, career high for him, and then in this game not even a single target. We asked him if that was part of the game plan. He said absolutely. It was to try to let the let, let the Bengals focus on him and then to right. go every, everywhere else. Uh, Pickens with four catches for 195 yards and two touchdowns. We'll get to him later. Uh, Robinson with four catches for 36 yards. Warren, five catches for 30. Uh, Johnson with two for 15. Uh, Washington and Boykin also worked into the mix here. Uh, really impressive stuff here to just see the field. And I think that's all the Steelers. This is what we've been saying. It's all the Steelers ever needed from Kenny Pickett, from Mitch Trubisky, from Mason Rudolph. Just Take just be be a competent quarterback in taking what is there, and you will give this team a chance to win their football games and not win them going down to the wire, win them and comfortably. Like this is the first when was the last time we saw a comfortable win from the Pittsburgh Steelers, right? I can't remember. It's it, it hasn't been this season, I can tell you that much, Chris. Um, and you know, it's interesting. I I think a lot of the uh opposing defensive coordinators are okay with giving the Steelers deep shots. Yep. And Mason was really the first quarterback. I mean, you know, Kenny took advantage of it once in a while, not all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, if you think about it, Chris, you know, Mason could have had 400 yards passing. If that, if he leads Calvin Austin just a little bit more, yep. that's probably a 40-yard completion. If he hits Deontay Johnson, that's probably another 40-yard completion where he missed yep. him uh, going down to the other end of the field. So, I mean, they were really, really close. You know, Mason didn't play a perfect game, but – Man, I, I thought he played the best football game all season long that we've seen from a Steelers quarterback. And uh, to be honest, with you know, by a, a pretty wide margin, he he was that good. I, I thought so. George Pickens also extremely good. Four catches, 195 yards, and two touchdowns. First, uh, first player, first Steelers receiver since Antonio Brown on 2017 to get at least 195 yards through the air. Fantastic showing from him. I thought and. Uh, in a week where there was a lot of turmoil centered around him and his comments and his demeanor and his his lack of blocking against the Colts. Um, what did you think that you saw to him? Did you see maybe was this a sign of growth or was this just, hey, he made he hit on a couple big plays? Yeah, I mean, listen, uh, you know, Mike Tallman has said this over the last couple of weeks. Winning cures a lot. You know, people aren't going to be focused on the bad things when you're winning. And finally, they were able to win a game. Um, for the first time in in December, so um, you know I you know it, it did show you know George did show me some resolve today. Um, doesn't excuse what he did in that in that Colts game Not at all. Um, you know his player uh, his teammates had a problem with him. Uh, you know I think maybe what he did today started to repair that a little bit, but uh, you know I, I think he's got a long way to go to to, to get back into the good graces. Um, of his teammates and the entire organization. But um, what happened on Saturday was a good first step. We'll see if he can keep it going in Seattle. They're going to need him. Um, You know, Seattle's playing a little bit better. Um, You know, they're having a tough season. They got an uphill climb in the NFC to get get into the playoffs. Steelers got an uphill climb in the AFC. Um, But if the Steelers are going to have a chance out there, George Pickens is going to have to have another big game, I think. Now the big question that everyone's asking right now, 
does Mason Rudolph start the next game if Kenny Pickett is healthy, Ray? And that's that's not an easy question. Uh, right. I think that there's 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 mixed camps out here. There's one camp that says Kenny Pickett hasn't even had a game like that. So right. how can you go back to him when your playoff chances are on the line right now? And this is the most energized you've seen your offense all all season the last two years, maybe in the last three years. Um, how can you go back to that? But also, if you're if if this year has been about evaluating Kenny Pickett, do you need to see these last two games? And and seeing him start there, that's I that's you know I think I think there's reasonable sides to both sides of that argument. Where do you stand, Ray? Uh, I think you stay with the hot hand. I agree. Um, I don't know that Mike Tallman will do that, but um, you know, anytime you're in a must-win situation and you got a guy who led you to basically what was a 27-point victory or whatever it was, um, you know, 20 25-point victory. Um, you know, to me, the team's going to have confidence um, with Mason under center next week. That doesn't mean it's going to go well out there in Seattle. That's always been a tough place for the Steelers to win. But, um, yeah, I, I just think you reward the guy who got you that win. You reward the guy who kept you in the hunt. And then you give him one more chance to see what he can do against the Seahawks. I feel you. I think – and listen, that doesn't mean he gets to stay in the whole time. And, you know, if he if he if he comes out bad, you can find other things to do. Yeah. Um, you 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 could put in Kenny Pickett then, but I feel like like you said, the hot hand is what matters right now. It'd be different if Kenny Pickett was Ben Roethlisberger already. It'd be different if he had had you know four touchdown games and was definitely the franchise guy, and everyone had seen those performances from him. But this is better than we've seen from Kenny Pickett, and he, he may very well get another chance at some point this season. But I think until Mason Roth shows you that he's not going to give it to you. You got to at least give him a shot back out there. We got to talk about this defense, though, because they played very well as well. And it was a spectacular performance with a ton of backups. And they may need even some more backups to play after a key injury. We'll get to all that in a moment here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato, talking all things Pittsburgh Steelers after their 34-11 win over the Bengals. But first, I want to remind you, this show is also brought to you by Mike's Beer Bar. Let me tell you about Mike's Beer Bar. It's the best bar in all of Pittsburgh. Whether you're in the, whether you're in the North Shore for any, for whatever you're getting getting into, Mike's Beer Bar is the number one place that you got to be. They have the best beer selection in town, as well as amazing food options. They have over 20 televisions that you can watch whatever sporting event that you want. You can even reserve tables with a specific TV on your game of choice, and they will find that game, put it on. And while you're there watching that game, you can you can get you can get one of their 500 different available beers, eight, 300 of those beers being local, 80 of those local craft beers being available on tap at any point in time and they're rotating new ones in and out all the time try their steak on a stone for an awesome meal where, where you can choose how well done you want every piece of your steak because every time you cut a piece off all you have to do is press it into that stone and you choose how well done you want every piece of your steak it's an amazing time and an amazing bar at mike's beer bar the best bar in all of pittsburgh go to mike's beer bar for your sports fix and experience the best bar in all of pittsburgh and when you get there tell them chris sent you We're back here in the North Shore Drive podcast. Chris Carter, Ray Fittipaldo talking about the Steelers' win. Now, for all the, the good that we can say about the offense, and we can we, we you know we didn't even get to talk about the offensive line. I thought they played well. Najee Harris ran well over 4.4 yards per carry. Um, we got to talk about this defense, Ray, because they allowed just 11 points and really just one big play to the Bengals all game. And this was a Bengals offense that was rolling. 
if you if you went back if you go back and you look at their season they had been they, they had been moving they had been figuring things out um and uh this was this was a team that was that was that was even with Jake Browning in they, they their offense scored 27 points last week 34 points the, the two weeks before that the only team that has held them to less to to, uh, to an average of about 10 points a game in their last five games is the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, and they did it this time with back with a bunch of backups. Eric Rose starting at safety next to Patrick Peterson at safe at safety. Uh, Landon Roberts suffering a pec injury, which might be season ending. Michael Walker, uh, you know, Miles Jack, Mark Robinson, all those guys playing playing in this game, and they got this kind of performance. It, it was this. Did this impress you for how well that group came together, Ray? Or did you feel like more like more so this was a a case of the Bengals just throwing this game away? No, I don't. I don't think so. Like you mentioned, Chris, uh, 34, 34 and twenty seven since that loss to the Steelers in Cincinnati. So they were they were playing really well. So I, you know, I, I give all the credit in the world to Terrell Austin and, and Mike Tomlin for getting this defense um, ready to play on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I, I got to give it to guys like Miles, Miles Jack. I mean, this guy was sitting on his couch. He told us after the game he was sitting on his couch playing Call of Duty. Uh, he was taking Zoom meetings. Like, I, he just <laughs> bought a professional hockey team in Texas, and he was, like, doing day-to-day business stuff with that. He's been here for, like, a month or so on the practice squad, and then he's not even expecting to play today. I mean, he's yeah, he, he, he dressed, but – the only reason he played was because of a Landon Roberts. So, I mean, I, I feel really good for Miles Jack. He's a good dude. Got to know him a little bit last year, and uh, he played really well today. Had a sack, um, had about six tackles. And you mentioned Eric Rowe, too. Uh, Eric Rowe had an interception that helped the Steelers yep. get that double-digit uh, lead early in that football game. So, um, you know, we've seen this the last couple of games with the Steelers. You know, Mike Tomlin was very uh, deliberate on Monday when he talked to us. He basically said we got to put them in better positions to help us win. I thought the communication was better. So um, whatever they did it with, schematically to get those guys in better positions this week, um, they did that, and it was a long time coming because, um, you know, those guys have been injured for a while now. They've had issues at backer for a while. They've had issues at safety for a while. They've been leaking, and finally they put an end to that leaking on Saturday with a big, big performance. Uh, it was a really big performance, and it was a team effort. You know, this was this wasn't just T.J. Watt taking over, though he did take over at times. He finished with three tackles and a sack. He forced at least two holding calls, a false start. He was terrorizing <laughs> that backfield. Uh, Alex Highsmith, a sack and an interception. Um, but like you said, Miles Jack, a sack in this game, six tackles, Eric Rowe, seven tackles, an interception, Michael Walker tackles. Mike Tomlin even said this part of their game plan was to take away the Bengals passing game to their running backs. And they did, they got like a nine yard screen at the beginning of the game. And then the rest of it, they shut it down. Uh, Chase Brown, two catches, eight yards, Joe Mixon, two catches, seven yards. That's taking it away. That's taking away a team's bread and butter. Yep. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, Joe Mixon um, has been really good the last couple of weeks. I mean, you if you watch that Vikings game um, last week and, um, you know, uh, in those games since the first meeting with the Steelers in Cincinnati, he's been a factor in all those games. And in two games against the Steelers, I don't know that he had 
100 uh, yards from scrimmage. Uh, the Steelers have shut him down. And when you looked around, you know, other than T. Higgins and that 80-yard touchdown, um, they had guys like Irwin and the kid from Princeton out there, um, just a bunch of no-name receivers who um, couldn't really hurt you. So um, good job by Mike Tomlin and Terrell Austin to, uh, to scheme that up. You know, you put the ball in Jake Browning's hands, you make him win it with a bunch of backup receivers, and uh, obviously they weren't able to put it together um, against the Steelers on this night. They weren't able to, uh, and I think it's a really good sign. Also, Joey Porter, it, it, Joey Porter Jr. in this game, he allowed, when he was guarding T. Higgins, two targets, one catch, 15 yards. That was it. Joey Porter also gave a really hard time for Jamar Chase in the last game when he was healthy. Uh, I, I think the rookie continues to show that he is that he, he he's worth the the trade that they used for Chase Claypool yeah. pick, and then using that pick on him. Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what they do um, over this offseason. You know, Levi Wallace's contract is up. Patrick Peterson has a year left. Um, do, do you ask Patrick Peterson to go back and play more safety? Uh, do you draft another corner to get younger there? I mean, I, I thought Peterson Peterson didn't have a great year at corner, but he's so versatile that yep. maybe you could use him at, at safety and – um, use him as a, tr uh, a true floater in that secondary. Maybe you go draft a corner. But one thing's for sure, Chris, I, I do think they have somebody to build around on the outside there. Um, Joey Porter Jr., um, when you're a rookie and you're following guys around like he did this year, pretty much in the entire second half of the season, it's going to bode well for you for the future. And I think he's only going to get better, um, you know, the rest of this season and as we head into next season as well. That's a big, big positive for that Steelers secondary as they go forward. Absolutely. And you're right. I, you know, Patrick Peterson, we talked to him, I believe it was Tuesday in the Steelers locker room. And he said he could, he, he wants to treat the safety position as maybe a second career in the NFL, extending his time uh, to be, to be longer. And, and you're right. When he first got to the Steelers at cornerback, he was a bit of a liability in the early games. He was kind of take, getting taken advantage of. He couldn't play one-on-one -on -one with guys all the time, but as he kind of, they started to feel out where his strengths were, that's where I think that they found some confidence and they were like, Hey, wait a second. Like we got, we, we know how to use this guy now and he knows how to play within the scene system. And now in a, in a week where no make of Fitzpatrick, you're down, you, they were down five safeties. No Minka, no Keanu Neal, no uh, Trenton Thompson, no DeMonte KZ, not even Eliza Riley in this game. And you asked Patrick Peterson to do that. And he, he had not only did he get a reception, he kept the secondary together. I thought another really important part of this game was they did not stop disguising coverages, which is something I thought they would have to do. I thought with with all the the practice squad guys and the backups and every and everyone else, I just thought for sure this team was going to come up with a lot of man blitzes, keeping everything very simple and just saying, "Hey, we're going to play fast and hope we can speed up their tempo." And they did that sometimes, but they also had their complex disguised zone coverages, and for the most part. They still executed it. I think that Patrick Peterson deserves credit for keeping everyone in in time there, uh, as as well as other guys that were leaders on the field. Um, but I, I think that it's just a testament to this team being able to rally even with practice squad guys to play yeah. at a what Mike Tomlin would say a varsity level. Yeah, Chris, it reminded me of that game against the Buccaneers last year at Akershore. Um, guys yeah. like Josh was it Josh Jackson. Who was called up from the practice squad? Yes. Uh, maybe even I, I think there was one or two, one or two others who hadn't had a lot of playing time, 
and they go up, you know, and they they come up with a big performance that no one thought they had in them. So um, we'll see if they can do it again next week. Um, you know, I, I know the Seahawks are a little bit iffy a quarterback right now. We don't know if they're going to see Geno Smith or, or, or Jake Locke, but they've got some good receivers over there, and that's the secondary is going to have to be up to the task again. Absolutely. It's going to be a big question. But, Ray, I think the big question everyone's asking right now, what the heck do they do at linebacker if Elaine Roberts is indeed done for the season? Yeah, I mean, listen, Miles Jack is going to have to play. Um, Michael Walker is going to have to play pretty much the full game. Um, you know, they do have Blake Martinez on the roster still. They obviously didn't love him when he got that one start. He's been inactive the last two games. So they're going to have to piece it together. I, I haven't seen the snap counts yet. Um you know, you know, after Roberts got hurt, I think Robinson played a little bit, but I want to say it was mostly Jack. You know, I, I think Jack um, ended up playing more than Robinson. So I, I think it, you know, if, if Roberts cannot play, it's going to be Miles Jack and Michael Walker. Maybe a little bit of uh, Mark Robinson sprinkled in there, maybe a little bit of Blake Martinez, but I think they're going to ride with the hot hands there and uh, see if Walker and Jack can do it again next week. I think it'll be an interesting test for them. I think eventually it will come back to bite them. It's just eventually yeah. that, that that stuff averages itself out. But <laughs> for this game and this in this performance, they deserve a lot of kudos for how that they how they played in this performance. We'll talk about how this team as a whole responded to the adversity that was this past week, three weeks, month, because this team could have folded in a lot of different ways and they responded with resilience. We'll talk about that here on the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette with Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. But first, I want to remind you, this show is brought to you by also by Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. They're mesothelioma and asbestos lawyers with over 85 years of experience. Call them now for a pre-consultation. That's Savinas, Kane, and Gallucci. We're also brought to you by GameTime.co, where buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. GameTime is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and event theater, theater events near you. You ever had to buy tickets for an event and you weren't comfortable with how much you were paying because you weren't sure about how good the seats were? Maybe you see a scalper on the street and you're heading in. You want to see if you can get a great deal. Game time beats the scalpers and beats the box office why because when you when you get to game time you see the view from the seats when you're getting in each time you're getting the best price on all on all the options there and you know that because you're looking right at it and you're seeing them uh see, seeing the view from it and you're seeing the prices and game time is so confident with their with it with their prices that they give you a best price guarantee if you have if you if you have tickets at, a, at an event and you get and you see tickets less somewhere else in the same section in the same row you can find you you can tell game time they will get you 110 percent of the of, of the difference in credit back to you on the game time app download the game time app today on your phone and and make sure that you can get the best tickets anywhere snag the tickets without the stress with game time term to get uh, terms of conditions apply but download the game time app create an account and use code pitt pit for 20 dollars off your first purchase or go to, or go to their website gametime.co and again that's 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 create an account and redeem code pitt pit for 20 dollars off download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the North Shore Drive podcast, Chris Carter, Ray Fittipato. Full disclosure, we are recording this uh, Saturday evening, shortly after we've both gotten home from Acrisure Stadium. As we sit here, the Bills and the Chargers are duking out. The Bills, literally, as we are talking, just scored a touchdown uh, to go up uh, six points. I believe they're, they're reviewing it right now, but it is still a close one here uh in, in in that game if the bills find a way to lose this game to a chargers team that is well done and out of it 
it would certainly change the tone of the AFC playoffs. Uh, as it stands, the Steelers, uh, according to the playoff percentage, people say they have about a 13% chance to make the playoffs. It's tough to say how things will go because if you're watching this on Sunday, there's games being played on Sunday. If you're watching this on Monday, the games have, have been played. So full disclosure, we have not seen those, those games. But I think beyond playoff chances, Ray, I think this team needed this win just for the sake of keeping the team together and guys getting some, some positivity into the locker room because all we all there was was negativity. All there was was down talk. Uh, you know, George Pickens, Najee Harris, Deontay Johnson, just all things across the board. Uh, and this is a team now that has positivity on it. This is a team that can that, that can look and say, hey, you know, we know how to win. We know how to we we know how to figure things out. Um, and you know, for a lot of people, we're talking about firing Mike Tomlin. The locker room has he's lost the locker room. The, the team had given up. They're not going to be able to put together another winning performance this year. They put that away and they delivered what was the most confident win we've seen from the Steelers in years. Yeah, I mean, listen, I give Mike Tomlin a lot of credit. You know, he received a lot of criticism for the way he handled the George Pickens situation, but. Mm-hmm. Um, for one game at least, um, you know, I, I think he was proved right. You know, he said he wanted to utilize uh, Pickens' talents and, um, you know, second play of the game, he gets them off to a great start and then they're off and running. So um, I don't know how that situation is going to play out long-term. Uh, Chris, you were in the media room for, for Pickens' post-game interview. Um, it seemed like kind of like some of the same answers to me, kind of, what did he say? He was going to keep receipts. Um, he said, he said, he's kept the receipts when we asked him about the criticisms of him. The people who criticized him, I, you know, there's, there's a lot of criticism. Ryan Clark criticized him. Ben Roethlisberger criticized him. Um, you know, it wasn't just, uh, people from newspapers who were writing columns Mm -hmm. about him. It was people who played the game and, uh, you know, people who put on that, put on that uniform that were kind of disgusted by what he did. So, um, you know, he, he was a little bit defiant in that postgame interview, but as long as he performs on the field, I think that's all that, that Mike Tallman cares about. I think, you know, the issue that the Steelers are going to have to tackle in the offseason is how do they fix him? Because I don't think they're going to be able to fix him in the next two weeks. I, I, I It's a big question. You know, you know, maybe – Maybe he, maybe, maybe, maybe they have fixed him. Maybe they haven't fixed him. I agree. Uh, in that press conference, he even gave a statement at the, at the beginning, and I don't believe the words "I'm sorry" or "I apologize" were part of that statement. Where he was like, "Maybe I think I, I said some comments that, you know, were against you guys in the media, but that's because I'm just like I, I, I don't want to misquote him. I don't want to misquote him because I, I don't have the, the quotes in front of me. We literally just got home, and I think we're yeah. still waiting to see see what those exact words were. But beyond George Pickens, this is a team that had no synergy on offense and it found synergy on offense in a game that they absolutely had to have it. This is a team that was down to fifth and sixth options at safety, fourth and fifth options at linebacker. And they still put together a, a, a disciplined performance. To me, this is a, that shows that this team still has potential and there's still something here. And I think for guys who you want to be here long-term guys like Broderick Jones, guys like Joey Porter Jr. Guys like Alex Highsmith, uh, guys like, you know, maybe Pat Frymuth, Najee Harris, George Pickens, uh, guys that are, that are, that you want to be part of the future core for this team. Wins like this build confidence. Wins like this show you what it takes to win in the face of adversity. Mike Tomlin talks about that all the time. I think that 
for this evening is more important than necessarily just playoff chances for what's down the line. They needed something yeah. like this for those young guys to, to, to embrace and learn from. Yeah. Michael Walker was talking after the game, Chris, uh, Tomlin talked to the team on Friday and he basically said, don't be afraid to go out there and fail. And Walker said that really resonated with him because mm. you know, we all know that Michael Walker kind of have, he's had a tough time here since he's been inserted into the starting lineup. Um, and he just went out there today. He said, you know what? I'm going to let it all out. I'm going to I'm going to play hard. I'm going to have fun. And if I make a mistake, I make a mistake. But I'm not going to be afraid of making a mistake. So, you know, I thought that was pretty, um, you know, pretty key for him. And I think others on that defense, the way they, they went about their business today. Um, uh, there, I, I think there's something to be said for having their backs up against the wall. You don't want to be in that position with three weeks to go in the regular season. But given the circumstances that they were in, I thought they did a pretty good job of that. I thought so too. Um, and also as, as we continue to talk here, it looks like the bills, they, they took the touchdown off the board. looks like they're about to kick a field goal uh, to go up by two points with less than a minute to go. Um, so that's uh, certainly an interesting situation um, to, to keep following there. Uh, I'm sure people watching or listening to this show are probably like, yeah, they won idiots, uh, you know, but we're doing this live as this game is literally going on. Uh, but, Ray, I think that there's if if the Steelers are able to rally here, and you know they've placed a Seahawks team that's not all that good themselves. That you know that could that could be a game that goes in a lot of different directions. Um, this is a team that hasn't given up on itself, and this is a team that I think if they finish strong to this season, does it change the tone? for Mike Tomlin and his situation. Now you and I have talked about it and you, I, I think both you and I said, we don't necessarily believe he'd be, he'd be fired after this season um, as it stands, but would it change? Mike Florio came out and said that he, he heard word that, that he's going to get an extension. I, I don't know how much I believe that Mike Florio has, you know, inside sources with the Steelers, but if they went out here, do you see maybe Mike Tomlin getting that extension? Maybe by like another two, three years added on to his contract. Yeah, I think, listen, whenever Art does his postseason review with the media, he always wants to know certain things about the team. Was it finishing with the right trajectory? Are things going in the right direction for the following season? And, listen, I, I don't know what's going to happen in the final two weeks. I don't know if they're going to be, um, you know, 9 and 8, 10 and 7, 8, 9. But um, if they can continue to play the way they did on Saturday – and, uh, you know, continue to get those same results. Yeah, it's going to bode well for for how that goes in the offseason. Um, you know, the, the extension thing, you know, Art has always kind of done that in the spring or the summer. This is a little bit of a different situation this year. He might have to do it a little bit earlier. So that it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. But, uh, yeah, I mean, if they finish strong, I think that would be even more incentive for Art to, uh, to do that extension and get to – sort of put that to bed early in the offseason. Certainly would be interesting here. Also, as we talk, the Bills have gone up 24, 22, 28 seconds left. Chargers have no timeouts and a backup quarterback. I can I think that the Bills definitely have locked up that win there. Uh last thing here, Ray. So we we, we look at we look at this at at this at this Steelers team. If you had an objective for this Steelers team to accomplish over this next week to prepare for the Seahawks, what is the biggest thing you're looking for them to show you that this team is able to take a step forward? Can you get off to another fast start on the mm. road? I mean, when you when you 
I know the 13-point lead in Indianapolis didn't hold up, but when this defense can play with the lead, they can rush the passer, they can create turnovers, and they can make it really difficult on you. So if they can recreate that out in Seattle, if they can get a lead in that game and they can put pressure um, on the on, on the Seahawks to play catch-up, um, I think that would be huge. And, you know, that first quarter for the Steelers, uh, best passing first quarter by a Steelers quarterback since 2018. Um, the, the last time they had a, a first quarter like that was week three of the 2018 season when Ben Roethlisberger almost passed for 200 yards. Wow. That's how good Mason Rudolph was in this game. So they need to do that again. Might not be a 21-0 lead, but I think going on the road and getting a lead early would really help them uh, stay in that football game next Sunday. Absolutely. We'll see how they play uh, in, the, in the coming weeks. Uh, we will not. This is this is our Christmas show. If, you, if this is up on Sunday and you're watching it here, do not expect a Monday show from us. We're trying to we're trying to enjoy some time off ourselves. We work very hard, but we'd also like to be able to be with our families. So uh, we hope that y'all y'all understand that. But we want to wish everyone Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to everyone. We'll be back on Wednesday with another version of the of this show uh, to get things out. We still haven't seen. Uh, we, we're still not sure like who we're going to get for, for that show, but we're going to give it our give it our best here on the North Shore Drive podcast. Thanks again for everyone for tuning in. Uh, we'll be with you here. Happy holidays to you. We'll see you here Wednesday on the next episode of the North Shore Drive podcast. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the North Shore Drive podcast from the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette. If you watch this video on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe to our channel. For all the sports coverage from the Post-Gazette that we have to offer, visit post-gazette.com. 